So we are naturally designed to be transformed by what we put into our hearts, the things that we choose to cherish in our hearts, the things that we choose to meditate on, the things that we choose to worship transform us. And we are transformed by what we behold. Hello friends and welcome or welcome back. Thanks so much for listening. In Psalm 101 verse 3 it says, I will not set before my eyes anything that is worthless. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. I have this little pet theory on the power of moving images. And it's because only in very, very recent human history have we had like video and movies and lifelike moving images. And prior to that invention, prior to having this technology, the only way that you would have seen some kind of moving picture play out in front of you would have been in a dream or a vision or a trance that you would maybe have that experience of seeing like a movie, of watching a movie unfold in your mind, you know, while you dream or something. And so I think that's one of the reasons that images and movies and videos are so powerful. It's just so fascinating to see how much we are trained and affected by the videos and the movies we watch. And it's almost as if these things have some kind of supernatural power. It's almost as if we've been trained to respond to them the way we might respond to some kind of revelation that came through a vision or a dream. And I, I see it in simple things. Again, this is this is not scientific per se. This is just my personal observations and my pet theories. But I see it in the, the behavior of myself and, and my children and the things that we want to emulate uh, are oftentimes the things that we've seen in movies. So when you think about like driving a manual transmission for an automobile and you're driving a car, really driving a manual transmission is kind of a pain. Uh, my first car was a stick, but it was, it was really fun to drive because I felt like I was, you know, in the movies. In the movies, they always have the scene now where, you know, the guy's like downshifting and squealing the tires and, you know, doing driving fast and furious and whatever. And of course, I never drove fast and furious. But uh, there was always that fun element of imitating what I had seen in the movies when I drove my stick shift car. And I've seen lots of things like that, you know, where actually the reality, um, actually, it's probably way more convenient and way more pleasurable perhaps to have an automatic transmission, except for the fact that we've seen these images of people shifting gears in movies and the engine revving, and we we have a sense that that's cool. Now, I guess the question would be, is that inherently cool? Is that like innately cool? And so it's cool when we see it on video, and it's cool when we get to do it ourselves? Or is there something in us that has been trained to think that that is cool. And, and obviously this is how a lot of advertising works where they show us something, we're pitched this product and just by virtue of seeing it or perhaps seeing someone we admire or look up to use this product, then we also esteem to use it too and we esteem to be like these people who are held out before us. But again, on this very powerful medium of video, whether it's 
you know, videos, internet, TV, movies, all these things. But there really is this principle that we are transformed by what we behold, that we want to become like the things that we behold, that we're, we're drawn to them. Even uh, I took my family to, to Disney World in Florida, and they have an area there where a bunch of the rides are reenacting scenes from the movie Star Wars. And everybody enjoyed it so much, and it was so fun to try to reenact. And really, that's what a lot of Disney is, is like getting to step into those fantasies and getting to feel like you're part of those videos or those movies or those things that you've seen on screen. And it's just so fascinating to me how how drawn we are to reenact the things that we've seen in movies and the things on, on screen and things like that. And we're just drawn in by the things that we behold. And we're, we're transformed. We're, we're literally transformed by the things that we behold, that when we behold something, then we're, we're drawn toward it, even as, you know, to the point of taking my family halfway across the country and, and paying lots of money to get in and, and to pretend like we're now part of the story, like we're, we're drawn to that. And it, it literally transformed and dictated our behavior to a certain degree. And so what we choose to set before our eyes is a very, very important decision. It's a very, very important decision what we choose to behold because we are going to be drawn into that. We're going to be transformed by it whether we like it or not. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, Paul writes, Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. And so Paul's warning, you know, people, uh, the, the Corinthians, don't be deceived. Don't think that what is around you, the company you keep, doesn't affect you. It certainly does affect you, and the images and the things we set before our eyes also affect us. Now, when we discover how good God is, that also can transform us. In 2 Corinthians, Paul writes this, he says, And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit." So Paul is saying, with eyes of faith in the Spirit, we can behold Christ, Jesus, and we can be transformed one little degree at a time, changing from one degree of glory to another degree of glory, just these little degree changes to be transformed to become more and more like Jesus as we behold him. When we discover how good God is, it transforms us. When we realize how gracious God is, it makes us more gracious toward others. When we realize how forgiving God is, it makes us more forgiving. We become like him. First uh, John 4.19 says that we love because he first loved us. So as we learn what God is like and as we receive his goodness into our lives, we're transformed and we become like him. We become like what we worship. And Psalm 115 warns us about this again on the negative side of things. Psalm 115 verse 8 says that those who make idols become like them, so do all who trust in them. And so we we become like the thing we give our heart to. And as I was sharing this uh, in a devotional time with my children, my daughter, who's taking an undergraduate course in psychology, she said, oh, that's really fascinating because I was just today reading about mirror neurons 
And so mirror neurons are a part of the brain that get stimulated both when a person is doing a certain activity and when they observe someone else doing the same activity. So this part of the brain shows activity when a person does a certain action as well as they watch someone else do a certain action. And so there's a theory that uh, scientists think that this part of the brain is is very important for learning and for imitating and, and for empathy. So I never really need science to confirm the scripture, but it was interesting. My daughter thought it was really interesting that she had just learned about the physiology of the brain and how they also observe this reality that what we watch affects how we learn and the things that fire off, the parts of our brain that fire off are the same parts of the brain when we perform an activity that we have seen someone else do. And so just thinking about, wow, that our, our brain is literally transformed by what we watch and what we see. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 says this, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So the invitation of the scripture is to fix our eyes on Christ. Colossians 3.2 says to set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Proverbs 4.25 tells us to let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. And one of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians 14 says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I I love how he writes that there. We fix our eyes not on what is seen. So how do we fix our eyes on something invisible? Well, talking about the eyes of our heart, we fix our heart. The eyes of our heart become enlightened when we believe in Christ. And so uh, Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 4, 6 that God who said, let light shine out of the darkness has shown in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So we see the fullness of God's goodness in Christ. He is the radiance of God's glory. And so we learn to walk not by sight, but by faith. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we walk by faith and not by sight. So we learn to uh, engage the Lord with our heart, to engage with our spirit, and to behold him in our heart. In Mark chapter 4, Jesus tells a parable about how his reign works, how his kingdom expands. And he says, the kingdom of God is as if, uh, as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. And so this is in the context of he's told parables that the seed is the word of God and the ground are the hearts of man. And so if we will put the word of God into our heart, even though we don't know how, he says the earth produces by itself. So we are uh, naturally designed to be transformed by what we put into our hearts. The things that we choose to cherish in our hearts, the things that we choose to meditate on, the things that we choose to worship transform us. And we are transformed by what we behold. And so Jesus told us the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, 
your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. So if we fix our eyes on things that are not true, our whole body can become full of darkness and we can uh, position ourselves, we can get ourselves into a place where we even end up calling what is good evil and what is evil good. And uh, sadly, much of the world is there today. And may God have mercy on us and open the eyes of our hearts and everyone's hearts around us that we might see that the blinders might come off and we might see rightly how good God is, how wonderful God is, and that we might behold Jesus Christ and the fullness of God's glory in Christ. And so I just want to encourage you to be mindful, to be careful about what you set before your eyes because it works both for you and against you. If we set Christ before us, we're transformed and we become more and more like Jesus. And if we set uh, worthless things before our eyes, it also pulls our hearts away from the Lord and causes us to be conformed to this world. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We hear your tenderness In every star that glows In every cell that grows It's clear your excellence God, you're beautiful